This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Come to the coast and get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, the show that knows that Shazam should be called Captain Marvel. You're not fooling anybody, DC. Wow. (laughs) Sitting across the virtual table from me is John Irons. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Sean, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing great. And in the chair designated 003 is Rick. How are you, sir? I'm super. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Hey. I understand that reference. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us once again is our friend Virginia. How are you? I'm doing well. Y'all always have something clever to say, and I'm just like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Hey, how's it going? I'm here now. (laughs) It's fine. Hey, uh, we're going to... I think it's very supportive that you thought that what I said was clever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for you, John. And and mine was totally derivative of John, so I'll I'll piggyback on that as well. I'm going to go to the amazing fact generator and read all five random facts, something we haven't done in a while. So, uh, number one, the largest, the second largest country by area is Canada after Russia. I think I knew that. There's a lot of dirt up there. We always say that. Every time I read one of these, someone says, I think I knew that. (laughs) An urban legend claimed that Zima was not detectable by a breathalyzer, boosting its popularity among the young and gullible. Get you know what's the worst thing about Zima? It came it, back. No, it came no, back. No, that's the worst <laughs> thing about Zima. Uh, my, my, my friend, you guys have met him. Uh, you remember uh, Skipper Martin that's been on the show a couple of times? Yeah. Um, yeah. He bought a case of Zima. He bought it as a joke when the, he and Chris were doing the, um, the Castle Rock show. And he was going to have it shipped to him. Well, they ended up stopping... They they stopped doing the show, and uh, he instead of sending Chris the Zima, he just drank it himself. Sure. <laughs> but it was a it was a case of Zima from Japan because they still make it over there. Well, then after he bought the case, they started releasing American Zima over here again. So he compared the two, and he said, actually, you would think it's the same thing, but it's not. American Zima actually tastes better than Japanese Zima. And say something. Say it tastes better. The first one tastes really refreshing. The second one tastes like hot garbage. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've had Zima, and uh, <laughs> if if I'll put it this way, folks, if you've never had Zima, but you've had Alka Seltzer, oh, my amazing fact generator froze. Hold on, that's amazing. Did you know that elephants are made? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have something. If you want to kill some time, okay. Um, so for, I, I kind of hit upon this, this vein, this gold mine 
of the thought process when I was I was trying to come up with some my hear John says and um, I, I I did one that uh, life is just like movie and I've got like ten of those so uh, pick a number between one and ten Sean seven uh, life is just like a movie just because the credits roll doesn't mean it's all over <laughs> true <laughs> Rick number between one and ten four. <laughs> Life is just like a movie. By all rights, your romantic co-stars should be too hot for you. <laughs> Virginia. Three. <laughs> Life is just like a movie. It kind of drags in the middle, and no one can hold their bladder by the end. <laughs> <laughs> all too right. True. Amazing fact number three. Uh, the first pair of Nike running shoes were made on a waffle iron. Star- okay. the, the Starry Night, this is number four, The Starry Night depicts uh, Vincent Van Gogh's view from the St. Paul de, de Mossel Asylum. Hmm. That is kind of dark. A double rainbow occurs when sunlight is reflected twice inside a raindrop. If you look closely, you can see that the colors of the secondary rainbow appear in reverse order. It's a double rainbow all the way across the sky. What does it mean? <laughs> what, what does it mean? <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So we're going to play a game. And we're going to play a game that we haven't played in a while. It's the uh, IMDb game. The way it works is <laughs> that I'm going to come up with the name of an actor or an actress for the purpose of this game. The term actor is uh, multi-gendered. Uh, I will pull up that person's page on IMDb and I will look at their body of work. I will begin naming films that they were in and the year that they were released starting back at the beginning of their career. You guys chime in when you think you know who it is. Of course, the closer you get to the present, the easier it's going to become. So let me pull up IMDb. Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not it. All right. I'm going to name the, the name of the movie and the year that came out. I'm going to try and skip TV episodes that they ran because they don't really count. But uh, In 1994, this person was in Being Human. In 1994, Shallow Grave. In 1995, Blue Juice. In 1996, Train Spotting. In 1996, The Pillow Book. In 1996, Emma. McGregor? You and McGregor? Yeah, it is Emma McGregor. McGregor. Yes. McGregor. Point for John. Okay. All right. Second person. Beginning in 1981, Ragtime. 1982, Catalina Sea Lab. 1982, uh, no, 1983, Terms of Endearment. 1985, The Purple Rose of Cairo. 1985, Marie. 1986, Heartburn. 1986. Um, Drew Barrymore? No. Uh, 1986, Something Wild. 1987. No. Uh, 1987, Radio Days. James Bader. No. <laughs> 1988, <laughs> you're just going to name it every... 1988, <laughs> The House on Carroll Street. 
1988. Huh? Nothing. Shirley MacLaine. No. 1988, Sweetheart's Dance. 1989, Checking Out. No, not Sissy Space. 1990, Arachnophobia. 1990. It is Jeff Daniels. And here's the, I just could not remember that cat's name. Like, I was seeing his face in all these, (laughs) and all the marquees, I just couldn't remember his name. Now, let, let me clarify something. The first one you read, is that the first movie? That is the first actual movie. Now, I, okay. I skip over, like, they were in this random TV episode or something. But, I mean, like, if it was, let's say, Sissy Spacek, you aren't going to start in 1981. Uh, I start with the first thing that they have listed here on IMDb as them okay. being okay. being an actor in. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, Dustin Hoffman or something. And I was like, no, they were making movies way before 1981. Yeah, yeah. No, somebody <laughs> like that, yeah, I'd be way back in the 60s okay. or 70s whenever they started. All right, this one, let me skip all these TV series. They were in a lot of TV series to begin with. 1964, Lilith. Uh, 1966, Hawaii. 1967, First to Fight. 1967, A Covenant with Death. 1967, Banning. Ian McKellen. No. Uh, 1967, this person was busy in 1967. Bonnie and Clyde. Um, TV. Warren Beatty? No, not Warren Beatty. 1968, The Split. 1969, Riot. Uh, 1969, The Gypsy Moths. Uh, 1969, Downhill Racer. 1969, Marooned. No, it's not Elvis. 1970, I Never Sang for My Father. 1971, Doctor's Wives. 1971, The Hunting Party. 1971, The French Connection. Uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah, Rick got it first. I was like, just skip to the good movies, because it's awful. Yeah. I've never heard of any of this. All right. I'll do... uh, That was was three. We'll do two more. You want to pick another number? Nine. Nine. Life is just like a movie. Christian Bale is really intense. (laughs) (laughs) Five. Life is just like a movie. Except instead of paying to watch someone's every move, we pay people to watch our every move. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 1986, The Boy Who Could Fly. Uh, 1987, The Princess Bride. Carrie Owens? No. 1988, Vice Versa. 1989, oh. Little Monsters. 1989, oh, uh, the, the Wizard. Ben Savage? No. No, it's the other one. Damn it. What Fred Savage. Fred, Fred Savage. Savage. I can't take credit for that one. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Virginia. Opinion, she yeah. knew it was a Savage. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget about him when thinking about the Princess Bride. <laughs> Real world. <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. Um, first movie, first actual movie. Uh, 2004, Mean Girls. Uh, 2005, Nine Lives. 2005, American Gun. 2006, Alpha Dog. 2000. Kevin Spacey. No, not Kevin Spacey. <laughs> 2008, Solstice. 2008, Mamma Mia. 2009, oh. Boogie Woogie. 
nine. Chloe Moritz? I can't pronounce. Uh-uh. No. Jennifer's Body, 2009. Oh, um, Jessica Alba. No, not Jessica Alba. Um, Megan Fox? No, not Megan Fox. 2010, Dear John. 2010, oh, Letters God, to Juliet. It's the blonde one, and I can't remember her freaking name. This is probably someone whose name I just don't know. 2011, Red Riding Hood. Uh, 2011, In Time. 2012, The End of Love. 2012, Gone. 2012, Les Miserables. 2013. No, no. 2013, Loveless. Lovelace, excuse me, Lovelace. Uh, 2013, The Big Wedding. 2014, A Million Ways to Die in the West. 2014, While We're Young. 2015, Ted 2. No. Y'all don't know. Oh, what? No, No, I'm trying to think of her. Keep going, keep going. 2015, Pan. Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried, that's it. I said that. You did not. No, I didn't say her name, but I said it's the girl, the blonde girl whose name I can't remember. <laughs> that on. doesn't count. <laughs> you know who I meant. It's the who's blonde girl whose name I don't know. Who's the, the girl in Big Love? If we were playing Captain Game Show, would you give me a point for that? Um, I no. would say be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> 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 be more specific, like give me her name. <laughs> well, the, the, the girl in the thing. The, that thing. Her. And then I would start describing her, and, and then you would say, yeah, it's her. What's her name? And you know, I'm and you sure still don't know her, and you didn't know her names. <laughs> I know it now. Yeah, I knew it. I just couldn't. I can always feel like I'm saying it wrong, so it's like I just my mind's like, yeah, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I own the fact that I had no idea who she was. <laughs> and you know, do you guys know? Have you guys ever heard of the Mandela the Mandela effect? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, and this is a, a version of the Mandela effect with her is. I could swear backwards and forwards that she was in that movie uh, Drag Me to Hell. And she was not. I I, I thought that was the girl from Drag Me to Hell. For a long time, I would say, yeah, Drag Me to Hell with Amanda Seyfried. It's Heather Graham, right? No, it was... uh, Hang on. I'll pull it up and I'll tell you who it was. Uh, Drag... Drag... Me... (laughs) To hell. Uh, Careful when you hit enter, you'll get a very different list of... (laughs) Uh, Allison Lohman is uh, the actress that was in that. And uh, she was in Big Fish. Oh, that's right. Heather Graham was in From Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a long time, I thought... I don't know why I thought that. I thought Amanda Seyfried was in Drag Me to Hell, but she's not. She should have (laughs) been. I like that movie. Yeah, it's a good. I like the movie too. It's gross, but it's good. It is. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do best in show tonight. Uh, this is something we do from time to time, where we take very specific topics and pick which movies or TV shows did that one thing right. In the past, we've done stuff like the best use of a damsel in distress trope, or the best portrayal of a character with a disability, things like that. And we have a few topics for tonight. The first one. Is best maniacal laugh. So, uh, John, you can't. You came up with these topics. I'll let you go first. Hey, where's the best maniacal laugh that you remember? So, the first one I thought of is kind of the most unconventional. So I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'll say that one until later. But the the best just lost his mind and you know it laugh is um, Ash in Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. 
when he just <laughs> he just he just everything in everything in the cabin starts laughing at him, and it's like he had just is this before he cut us off his hand? Yeah, yeah. This is before he cuts off his hand. This is right before he he shoots someone he didn't mean to shoot, but the the deer's head on the wall starts laughing, and or the buck's head on the wall starts laughing. And he he looks in the same room. He directs all the way. The camera pans, and like the lamp starts laughing at him, and the chair starts laughing at him. And that's <laughs> <laughs> so the camera like swirls around. All everything everything in the cabin starts laughing at him, and he, he does a close up on his face, and he's got the craziest wild. Eye. In fact, you should when you do the the art for this episode, that close up of his face needs to be one of the three panels. Yeah. Uh, I know we. I know exactly which one you're talking yes, about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The wild-eyed. <laughs> right. I mean, it, yeah. It, it is. It is the definition of a maniacal laugh to me. All right, uh, Virginia. What about you? Well, as y'all are aware, I love the Princess Bride, and so my first uh-huh. thought was uh, Fazzini. When you never <laughs> go up against a Sicilian when death is on the line, and then he dies. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's uh, that was on my list too. Uh, I also like Wallace Shawn has a great laugh oh, in everything. I mean, when he was Grand Nagus on DS Nine. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. he's so hilarious. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> it's equal. Why? It's equal parts uh, equal parts great and annoying at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Any more? I have a couple more, but I wasn't sure if we were like going around or if we were doing all at one time. We can go around. We can go around. Rick, what about you? What What do you have? Here's Here's my first one. After horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I know I recognize that. <laughs> no, I definitely got it. Yeah, I was just, thinking that when I was trying to describe Ash's laugh. I'm like, we should. I should just play the clip. <laughs> that was the the first one that came to mind. Uh, was the the very opening moments of Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris at his most brilliant, I think. Uh, and the whole thing. But uh, if you're not familiar with Dr. Horrible, uh, back during the writer's strike of the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, when was oh, it? Oh, it was like 2008. Yeah, 2000, was it that? that yeah. Okay, yeah. that recent. Okay. Um, you know, no, nobody could work uh, because the writers couldn't work. And so Joss Whedon and his two brothers and uh, Marissa Tancheron, who is married to Jed Whedon, um, came up with this idea to to do a uh, you know vlogs were just becoming a thing on the internet and so they wanted to do one where it was uh, a a classic comic book supervillain who is documenting his day to day life but as a musical. Um, it sounds ludicrous but it's brilliant. It's like it ended up being forty minutes long um, and. Uh, you, can, you can only get it on like DVD and Blu-ray. I, I haven't found anywhere to download it yet. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray. I had it on DVD. It's just it's it's one of those things that was easy to ignore, and then a friend of me friend of mine made me sit down and watch it, and it's just genius. It's got 
uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Felicia Day, Nathan Fillion, uh, the the dude from The Big Bang Theory that plays Wallowitz. Um, I can never remember his name. Uh, but it it's wonderful. It's fun. It's very tongue in cheek. And you Blu-ray or the DVD, you've got to listen to the director commentary because instead of doing a commentary thing, they did a whole separate musical called Commentary of the Musical. Oh my that God. has little to nothing to do with what you what's on the screen. Exactly, but it's every bit as funny. And in fact, I think some of the songs in commentary are funnier than what's in the main uh, thing. So yeah, Doctor Horrible. I'm trying to look. I'm looking. I just watched to see where it's uh, where it's available. You can buy it on Amazon for fourteen ninety nine. It's on Netflix for a long time. I mean, it's Isn't just... still on YouTube. Wasn't that the whole point? Uh, you can find the the music is still on YouTube, but the actual uh, show is not. I know they aired it on TV once because that's the first time that I saw it was that was on actual television. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and uh, I think it was on like one of one of these syndicated channels that that's all they show is syndicated stuff. It was it was on there. So it was funny because that was the first thing I ever saw both Nathan Fillion and Felicia Day on. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're playing very against type in this one. It, it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, I have to put in Mark Hamill as the Joker and the Trickster. Probably the Trickster first, be, because he was the trick he was the Trickster before he was the Joker. And the Joker was when he first started getting in the voiceover stuff. You know, now he's like really big in the voiceover business. But uh, the Trickster kind of had that same laugh. I think he kind of practiced it with the Trickster when he was on the Flash, the the old '90s version version of the Flash, and then uh, and then he got the job on uh, Batman the Animated Series as a Joker. And at the time, when I would hear the Joker, I heard that it was Mark Hamill. Every time I heard the Joker, I was like, "Well, I hear Luke Skywalker pretending to be the Joker." Now, when I see Luke Skywalker. In Last Jedi, <laughs> I hear the Joker. I'm like, it, it sounds like the Joker's talking. You know, <laughs> he he's he's done that gravelly thing with his voice for so long that now his voice sounds like that. <laughs> you know, uh, but John, you got any more? Sure. Do, do you want one more, or do you want the rest of them? Just go ahead and give me the rest of them. All right. Um, I also had Mark Hamill as the Joker. I got uh, Vincent Price at the end of Thriller. Oh, I had that one. Yeah. Um, the rat thing in Jabba's lair, whose name apparently is Salacious B. Crumb. <laughs> yep. That, that, That's good that, stuff right there. Vincent Price, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, Tex Richmond from The Muppets who can't actually laugh, so he just says, maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh. (laughs) Genius. Virginia, you got any more? Yes, I had um, Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. I think Mm -hmm. the, um, the hand motion really sells the evil laugh, you know, with the pinky up to the mouth. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the stamp on it. Um, also, there's there's a really popular gif that goes around of Ursula in The Little Mermaid where she's like laughing oh. evilly that's all lit from below and she looks all evil and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's pretty cow. good in the movie too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then 
just the creepy old emperor in Star Wars. He had a bunch of just like evil little cackle, <laughs> yeah, right. maniacal yeah. laughs. All right, Rick, is Rick there? Rick. Oh, did you guys not hear me? Oh, no. damn it! No. <laughs> Did, did you hear me play Vincent Price? Yeah, I heard that. Yes. Yes, oh, okay. That. okay. I, I turned off the mic to cue up Dr. Evil, and then Vin, Virginia said Dr. Evil, and I played it, and you guys didn't hear it. We didn't hear it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything left. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a couple that are just, like, actors that do maniacal laughs a lot. Uh, like Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage has a great laugh uh, when he's playing crazy. Which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, Tim Curry, uh, Tim Curry, especially oh, yeah. from from It. You know, he he freaked me the crap out when I was a little kid. <laughs> you know, with uh, with his uh, with his laugh when he was Pennywise. That was that was awesome. So, what about the worst maniacal laugh? Do any of you guys have a worst? No. 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 Um, no. I mean, I guess technically Tex Richmond, since he's not actually laughing. Yeah. But I think I, it's great. The only one that I had was uh, Agent Smith from the Matrix films. I didn't. His his laugh was not <laughs> not convincingly evil enough for me. But uh, so, well, so was... when you're saying worst laugh, you don't mean the worst as in the most evil. You mean the worst as in the most poorly yeah. executed. Yeah, right. But that was the thing about Agent Smith. Like, the first couple of times I watched The Matrix, I was like, wow, this guy is terrible. And then it finally dawned on me what Hugo Weaving was doing, which was portraying a computer program trying to play a menacing person and just being really bad at it. So it yeah. kind of yeah, fit. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what about the best product placement in films or TV? <laughs> Reese's Pieces and E.T.? <laughs> yeah. totally had that one. Reese's Pieces is pretty much uh, synonymous with E.T., I think. You can't have E.T. without Reese's Pieces. Reese's really. Pieces didn't, I mean, they existed, but nobody knew about them until E.T. came out. Yeah. And then you couldn't get away from them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about that, that whole segment in Wayne's World? Yeah, that was on my list. Yeah. It, because it really worked, because, I mean, they made it. They made it a joke. They made right. a joke in the movie, but it really did stick with you because you remembered those products later. <laughs> uh, Pizza Hut, Doritos, Nuprin. I, I don't even think they make Nuprin anymore, but they even turned the, the whole screen turned black and white and the pills were still yellow and they said, little, yellow, different. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Virginia? You got You got any? Um, I have, I don't know if this is really the best or the worst. It's just the ones that immediately pop to mind, which I guess is doing its job as a product placement <laughs> is, um, you've got mail for AOL and <laughs> Castaway for Wilson Volleyballs. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We, and, and Castaway also FedEx was all over oh, that movie. FedEx too. I forgot about that. I mean, it might as well have been called FedEx the movie because, I mean, he worked for FedEx and all the packages were FedEx and yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't really a good endorsement from FedEx since they crashed the plane. True. <laughs> that's, that's true. That, but, yeah, 
that was one of my because I wrote down the worst one. I wrote down the worst one too because the worst product placement, in my opinion, was in the movie Drowning Mona. Have you guys ever seen that movie? No. I, it, it was sounds uh, familiar, and I think I've seen it, but I can't tell you. I don't remember anything about it. Danny DeVito, Bette Midler, Neville, yes. and Casey yes, Affleck. Yes. Yeah. And that was basically, funny. the movie is about Casey Affleck plays um, Bette Midler's son, and he and his wife, his wife is Nev Campbell, and they come up with this plot to kill her. And I can't remember why. I know that she was. Because oh, she's a terrible, terrible person. She was, yeah, she was an awful person. I knew that. I remembered that. So uh, he cut the brakes on her car, and she drove her car off of a cliff and got killed. And Danny DeVito plays the sheriff, and he's trying to solve the murder and everything. And this is a comedy, okay? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the the whole movie takes place in this small town that has a Yugo plant in it. And so everybody in the movie drives a Yugo. All right, I forgot about so, that. So now, if I see a Yugo, I automatically think about this movie where Miller gets murdered. <laughs> you know, so you're you wanted to put your car in this movie and have people see it, but now your your car is synonymous with murder. <laughs> yeah, but the movie came out. This is well after Yugos were had gone away. It's not like they were trying to sell Yugos. They probably like the production company. Like, what is the cheapest? <laughs> yeah, what is well, the cheapest they, car we can get the rights to? They they got a lot of them for that movie. That's for sure. <laughs> and they, everybody had one. Even the police car was a Yugo. <laughs> um, uh, you guys have any more? Rick, you got any more? Yeah, I've I've got I've got one and one that I just remembered, and I'm just trying to find it to confirm it. Um, there was a, a movie called Godzilla 1985. I don't know if any of y'all remember it. Um, it was. Kind of trying to, it was, it was, they wanted to, to make Godzilla a bad guy again. Um, and what they did was they brought Raymond Burr in, because if you know anything about Godzilla history, in the original Godzilla King of the Monsters, for the American release, they cut in some scenes with Raymond Burr. Y'all may not even remember who oh, Raymond I know. Burr was. Yeah, Raymond Burr, Perry yeah. Mason. And I, yeah. and I, that's, that's literally the only thing I remember about that movie, was that Raymond Burr. <laughs> Um, you know, and and it wasn't he he wasn't in he was just sort of there in a couple of scenes to be like an American so that Americans would watch the movie, and in Godzilla 1985 he was in it also. It was also a, a Toho movie where it was you know rubber suit man in, man in a rubber suit Godzilla movie, um, and Godzilla was or uh, Raymond Burr was again cut in and I can't find a picture of it. But I distinctly remember a lot of the scenes were just him in a hallway talking to people in military uniforms standing in front of either a Coke or Pepsi machine. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> um, and I can't I can't find any pictures of that particular scene. Uh, oh, well, there it is. It's a Dr. Pepper machine. machine. <laughs> <laughs> because if they were splicing him into a movie that already existed, that's probably the only time that they could get the product in was in his scenes, so they would have to put it in <laughs> In every yeah. scene that he was in, so they're like in the it's it's this it's just this hallway in this sort of military building, and at the very end of it, dead center is a big Dr Pepper machine. Um, <laughs> but the other one, the one I had prepared before I, I had this flash of inspiration was uh, Ray Bans from uh, Risky Business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because I don't know. I again, I'm I don't know if you guys <clears throat> remember this, but. Ray-Bans, I had never seen them until that movie came out. And then all of a sudden, everybody's wearing these $80 sunglasses. 
and I actually got my hands on a pair, and they were incredibly uncomfortable uh, <laughs> and kept falling off my face. And the big, thick frames just gave me a headache because my eyes kept trying to focus on them. They were just terrible, but everybody wanted Ray-Bans after that movie came out. We went to the beach a couple of years ago, and I had gone to Walmart and bought a pair of like cheap Panama Jack sunglasses or something before we left. And, um, and we were at the beach, and we were playing and everything, and I forgot to put like a cord on the glasses where they wouldn't fall off. And of course I get hit in the face with a wave and my glasses are gone first day. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm like, well, whatever, I'll stop at the store and buy another cheap pair later tonight or something. So we were playing in the water and everything. My son comes running up. He's out in the water. He comes running up and say, Hey, I found your glasses. And he brought them over to me and handed them to me. And he handed me a pair of Ray-Bans <laughs> that somebody else had lost and they weren't, damaged or something that's lucky nobody had stepped on them. so i was like so my panama jack sunglasses go into the drink <laughs> and i get ray-bans out i looked at my wife and said i think i want to throw my wallet in there <laughs> <laughs> um i remember the first time that i actually noticed product placement was in home alone because macaulay culkin was doing like commercials into the mirror and stuff and holding products up and i remember Pepsi oh, being, yeah. being placed strategically so that you could see the label and all that kind of stuff. But one that I one that I know uh, that I think really worked was uh, the BW Mini Coopers that were in the Italian job. Because that's basically Fast and Furious with Mini Coopers. And every time I every time I see those cars, I think of that movie. <laughs> you know, so so obviously it did it did something to uh, put a, a memory there. Um, you guys have any more? Royale with cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and kind of the whole show of 30 Rock. They just, they they were, uh, it was great the way they incorporated that. And for some reason, um, Rocket Mortgage and Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like, it's like, the, they, I think they threw the billboard at Thanos or something. I just, I just really remember it. It probably won't stick, but for now, it's, it's, it's it, it did its job. That remind, I kind of thought of this uh, when I was doing the list, but since you said Royale with cheese, um, I'll go ahead and say it. But do you guys remember the movie um, House Guest with Sinbad and Phil Hartman? Vaguely. Mm-hmm. It came out in like 96, 95, 96, something like that. Um, I just remember, the, the main thing that I remember about it is that Sinbad was constantly talking about wanting to eat a Big Mac. Because he in house guest he was pretending to be somebody else. He was pretending to be this guy so that he could live in Phil Hartman's house. He was supposed to be a friend that Phil Hartman used to have, and evidently Phil Hartman doesn't remember what his friends look like. Because somebody's oh yeah, <laughs> I'm him. So he lives in his house, but the guy that he's pretending to be is supposed to be like a vegetarian or something. So the whole time he's there, he can't eat Big Macs. So and it keeps coming up in the movie. I want a Big Mac. I want a Big Mac. And then he gets a Big Mac, and he's like slobbering all over it and everything. So. Yeah, Big Macs were prominent in that movie. I remember, uh, I remember watching that movie and thinking, and, and it was weird because when the movie was over, I went to see it with my cousin, and when it was over, my cousin looked at me and said, "You know, I kind of want a Big Mac." It, I, there's a gaping hole in my cultural education for having not seen this film. It sounds like. <laughs> have you have you ever watched any Sinbad movies? <laughs> mm, 
Not not that Sinbad. I used to watch a lot of the Ray Harryhausen Sinbad oh, movies. Like, Keeping Cole does come to mind, but not in the way that you. That's a, that's another Mandela. <laughs> that's another Mandela effect uh, movie because uh, everybody thinks that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam about a genie. Oh, that was Shaq. It was Shaq, and it was called Kazam. Kazam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll return after these messages. Hey, you listener. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review Mania, where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah! Ric Flair. Just stealing! Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The chair is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com. Or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening right here on CosmicPotato.com. Arriba! Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yes, yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, and we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, we got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests, like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang, what do we say after that? <laughs> Dang it. Um, so oh, okay. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. Greetings, everybody. It's your old pal, Brother John, a.k.a. The Trick Talking Meat, and you're listening to the Cosmic Potato Super Fan Talk Podcast. All right. Uh, best frenemy relationship. John, you want to go first? Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do all of mine. Okay. Um, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angel and Spike and Buffy and Spike. Kind of spiking anybody. Buffy and Spike. Yeah, I, I saw Angel and Spike mentioned in in lists, and I, I don't know that I. I don't think Angel. Ain't, see, I think they're the friend part of the frenemy equation doesn't really work for Angel and Spike. Well, they. I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Like they. It's like enemies know. that have to work together sometimes. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it it evolves over the centuries. But Buffy, like, oh. she hooked up with Spike, right? Yeah. yeah. She did. She did. So they were pretty good friends. <laughs> Sometimes. Pretty good enemies, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goliath and Xanatos from the um, Gargoyles cartoon, 90s. Um, Odo and Quark 
Bastard. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and uh, Bruce Cork, Banner. Cork and everybody, really. <laughs> yeah, and Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Are they friend? And they're friend. Uh, I guess. I, would, I guess I they're the same so. person. Yeah. Well, they're not the same person. He's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, they share a body. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be happy to take it to a devote a whole show to discussing. Whether or not Bruce Banner and the Hulk are are enemies, but that's that's it for my list. Okay. All right, Virginia. What about you? Um, well, I had originally started this list right after uh, we had gone to see uh, Solo. So my first one was uh, Lando and Han Solo, of course. Oh, that's good. Um, Captain Picard and Q. Nice. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, yeah, also yeah. Riker and Q, but mainly Picard <laughs> and Q. And then I don't know if any of you watch Archer, but basically Archer and anybody, but <laughs> also yeah. Archer and Barry, Archer and Cyril. Yeah, a bunch of. Bunch of people in Archer, but those were the only ones I had. Okay. What about you, Rick? Okay, uh, going way back, digging out the literature books a little bit. Uh, Cecily Cardew and Gwendolyn Fairfax from uh, *The Importance of Being Earnest*. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was up for the challenge and I failed. Uh, it, it it's it's. A uh, play by Oscar Wilde, which is my all-time favorite play. It's uh, wit that is razor sharp, and uh, um, I, I, it, it's a good read. It's an even better watch, um, where he just absolutely skewers the British aristocracy uh, in a way that's just brilliant to listen to. So, uh, moving on, we'll, we'll come a, become a little more modern here. Uh, Spock and McCoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Julian Bashir and Miles O'Brien. At the beginning, uh, at the be- okay. I would just say they're friends, but all right. Before mm-hmm. the bromance began, they were okay, sort of antagonistic towards each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, Professor X and Magneto. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And my number one top answer to this. I probably would have come to this anyway, but I'm totally binge watching the show again, uh, quite by accident right now. Uh, Londo Malari and Jakar in Babylon. Yes. Yeah. And the, 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 um, what was the one that you said before that? Professor X and Magneto. Professor X and Magneto. That kind of goes along the same lines of like Batman and the Joker, because you can't really have one without the other. You know, they kind of need each other. Yeah, but I think Professor X and Magneto actually respect each other. Like, if not for kind of this one big issue, they would be, like, best friends. I can't really... I don't feel that about, like, Batman and the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're not going to McDonald's together. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Sarah Connor and the T-800 from from Terminator 2. (laughs) Because she absolutely does not trust him, but she has no choice but to join him because it's her only chance, you know. And to the point where when she pulls the chip out of his head, her instinct is to destroy it, you know. But she doesn't because she needs him. So, um, and then uh, Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed, 
they oh, that's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. because they started out as opponents, and Rocky never really wanted the kind of uh, antagonistic relationship that uh, that that Creed wanted. He wanted to be professional. It was Creed that made it personal, but eventually they kind of developed a mutual respect for one another. And then by the end of uh, the second movie, even though they traded blows in the ring, they were as close as friends could be, you know, which made Creed's death in uh, part four so crushing. I'm sorry, I like Rocky movies. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, Batman and Catwoman, they stopped, they stopped short of making, of ever really making Catwoman a villain. She's, I mean, she's a cat burglar, you know, uh, I don't really follow the comics anymore, but I don't remember Catwoman ever really doing anything unforgivable. Um, Batman cares for her a lot, and, and 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 he continues to care for her, even though he has to stop her when she's out. Don't they get criminal. married at some point? I think they're married now. I think they just got married recently. So, there's that. Alright. Best surprise curse word in a film or TV show. John, oh, can I go first? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Virginia. I'm just afraid that Rick's going to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) In the voyage home where Spock says, one damn minute, Admiral. (laughs) Every time, I will laugh every time. (laughs) Uh, I didn't think of that one. (laughs) That's not where I thought you were going, actually. (laughs) What about you, Joe? Me? Yeah. Um in blade you don't actually hear it but the big fight at the end uh blade slices the bad guy in half but the bad guy's all souped up so the, his body splits in half but then he like he rejoins and and wesley snipes turns around slowly and he mouths what the I'm not sure how to do this on well you know <laughs> what the <laughs> right wolverine telling professor x to <laughs> f off in a first class right yeah, that we have first class. Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> um, and Morgan Freeman in Wanted. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't I think scene, of that? Yeah. That scene at the end when the, this is the big confrontation. He's trying to get everybody on his side. Um, so he lays out his reasons why. Uh, so, so you can join him, or you can shoot this mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we could rise to the power that is that we were meant to have. That was completely unexpected. That was yeah, great. especially from him. You don't hear that from him very much. <laughs> yeah, it was delivered with such artistry. Um, that's it. There, okay. there are some other great cussing, but they're not as unexpected. Like you know, obviously Samuel L. Jackson. You know what's coming though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. I mean, anything. <laughs> Have you seen the video that he's put out about uh, people wanting, blaming him for the problems with their children? Yeah. yeah, that was on Funny or Die, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe your kids shouldn't watch that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe if I'm in the movie, you shouldn't be bringing your kids. To- <laughs> you let your kid watch Django? Because you'd be surprised how much that happens. How many times have you gone to see an R-rated movie? You go to see Deadpool or something, and there's a six-year-old kid oh. in the audience. Mm. All the damn time. Yeah. Um, what, what have you got, Rick? You got any? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've got one. 
I don't know if this qualifies as a curse word or not, but I'm sure it wouldn't have been if they assuming I'm assuming this movie got some TV time. So they must have I'm sure they had to bleep it somehow. Uh, And it's less because of it being a curse word and more because of who says it. And I'm not going to say the whole line because I don't think anyone needs me to. But this one time at band camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just because you, you want to know about the most surprising. I'm rarely surprised when someone swears on TV, uh, but that or or in a movie. But that just so they they played that so beautifully that it came totally out of the blue and just was like right across the face, it's like bam! Did you yeah, just say that? <laughs> I saw it. Did you did you see it in the theater? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it in the theater, and I was like, I wish I could rewind that. Did she say what I think she just said? <laughs> and, you know, I I was very much, uh, you know, in the in the Willow camp with Buffy, so I was just like, she just, she, Willow, I just, I mean, <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the other one is is kind of the obvious but you know why not this is so f-ing cool oh yeah from discovery, right, <laughs> discovery. Yeah. that was that was that is very a good unexpected. one <laughs> See, virginia i thought that's where you were going when you that said was another right, one was on my steal. list yeah <laughs> well I, yeah, I paused it for a second i'm like this is on cbs right i missed something cbs all access is cbs after dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um the two that I've got are, I mean, first of all, the obvious one is Star Trek Generations, Data, you know, crashing yeah. the ships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> you know? And yeah. then uh, and then the other one was, you talk about a laugh out loud moment. We were watching the original Shrek. And the kids were little, you know. I, my daughter may have been a baby. But um, we're sitting there watching it. And, you know, the donkey starts his little speech about how parfaits or layers and all that kind of thing you know that because shrek says onions have layers and everything and, oh, right. and he says you know what else has has layers a parfait a parfait has layers he said you know what i think a parfait may be the best tasting thing in the whole damn world <laughs> <laughs> and i just about choked on what i was drinking <laughs> so yeah that was and i think i think i think donkey dropped the s the s word in that in that movie at some point too but uh but that one was i that was probably Maybe. the first time that I remember a something that was being marketed as a kids movie uh, having a couple of curse words in it, and uh, it made a lot of people upset. But I thought it was pretty funny. So, <laughs> um, all right, anybody got any more? You know, I I didn't think of it until just now, and it's not. It wasn't funny, so maybe that's why I didn't think of it. But. Um, when uh, in good times, when James Evans died, and and Florida throws down the damn, 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 yeah, yeah. it's not you know it's not amusing, but I mean it's, it was it powerful. Is, it is yeah, and it is now a class like everybody like you may have never seen Good Times, but you like you get the damn. It's not amusing until they do a a Good Times sketch on Saturday Night Live, and they got Keenan Thompson playing. Uh, <laughs> playing her and that's all he says over and over. every time they go to her damn, damn, damn. yeah uh, he's been on that show for two and, and, it, and it was definitely unexpected yeah what yeah. was her name Esther Esther Roll. Rollin? Rollins Roll. or Rolls Roll. Esther Roll yeah oh, okay yeah 
I kept thinking Esther Williams, like, no, that was the lady did the swimming in the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other Esther? And, you know, and I heard there was a, I don't know if it's true or not, the rumor as to why they killed the character off is because he made a comment about having to kiss her. And, you know, how unattractive she was or something like that. No. Not true. No. Isn't no. not true? I know that that same exact thing happened on Cheers because uh, the guy that played uh, Carla's husband at one point, he was on a morning talk show, and he said something about having to kiss Rhea Perlman and uh, and not liking it or whatever. And she goes to the writers and complains about it, and they uh, or not the writers, but the producers and stuff, and they fired him. And that's why they yeah. killed his character and had him run over by a Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that did happen. But... Yeah. No, John Amos died. No, he's still alive. No, did not die. He he's oh. he's still doing stuff. Yeah. Why did I think he died? I think we've had this discussion before. I think we have. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. It catches up to you eventually. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna pretty much do it for us uh, for this week. Uh, Rick, thank you so much for being here tonight. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. SimplySyndicated.com. I've been uh, there before. Yeah, movie news, <laughs> simply uh, Starbase sixty six, and everything else. <laughs> Occasionally on Captain Game Show. Yeah, yeah, which uh, which features uh, John. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Please check out Captain Game Show on the Cosmic Potato Network. It's a show with games. And it's fantastic. <laughs> and no captains. No captains. Well, that I know of. John's I don't the I really delve into the guest lives very much. John is the captain. I am the captain now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Virginia, thank you for being here as well. Thank you for having me. And to casually go is casuallygo.com. Yes. Star Trek for beginners. And wait, you've never seen is a podcast that will be starting. Well, it will have started by the time this comes out. You said, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Which is on cosmicpotato.com. All right. That's going to do it. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear John say, You know, everybody agrees that salty and sweet taste good together, but they all look at you really weird when you put salt on your chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. True story. Um... We took the kids for a picnic a couple of years ago. I've got pictures of this on Facebook. Uh, we took the kids for a picnic a couple of years ago, and uh, we didn't have these things together. They just happened to be in the picnic. We had chocolate chip cookies in our picnic. We also had crackers and canned spray cheese. <laughs> and oh man! I I am a I am a person who like I like to have fun with my kids, and I like to dare them to do things. And I dared my daughter. I said, I dare you to put some spray cheese on a cookie and eat it. And if you do it, I'll give you 50 cents. You know, something like that. 
And it's time. She, she was how old? She's seventeen now, so this would have been. She probably would have been about fourteen, something like that. Okay, um, fifty cents an hour. That we go. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's more. It's more about the dare, you know. Sure. And um, now my my son would do it just because you said that you you won't do it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, she did it, and she liked it, and she ate about nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> she oh my was like, goodness! This is really good. So she's just putting. And I'm like, she's sitting there putting cheese on cookies and eating. <laughs> That's a breakfast of champions, right there. There you go. Like, spray, what, it, it, cookies aren't bad enough for you. Put some spray cheese on it. <laughs> one time, just I, I think maybe I still had some ketchup on my plate from dinner or something, but I had a a, a white powdered donut and just. <laughs> The hell of it! I dipped it in the ketchup. Tasted just like Chef Boyardee's spaghetti sauce. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the spaghetti sauce does have a lot of sugar in it. I remember the first time I saw my cousin put ketchup on his eggs. I thought it was disgusting, and I've I still have never tried it. It still looks disgusting to me. So <laughs> I've I've tried it. I am not a fan. <laughs> I'm not as but bad I, as I used to be. I used to be one of those guys that would put ketchup on everything, and uh, eggs were not no exception. I can imagine, like I know that pe- some people like baked cheese into like pie crust, and I I would expect that actually tastes pretty good. So I can I just see, in theory, flavor wise, I can see the cookie thing. Well, I've seen I've seen people take a slice of apple pie and melt a piece of cheese over the top of it. I've seen yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. Now, one thing that I, I that I I don't do anymore. I used to when I was a kid, and I can't remember where I saw it. I think I saw it on a commercial or something, but. Uh, you take a banana and wrap a piece of cheese around it, and it is delicious. But I can't eat bananas anymore because it causes acid reflux real bad. But but used to a, a banana with a piece of cheese wrapped around it was my favorite snack. I can uh, no, that would not work for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I might have to try that. I, it, I, I, re- I, really I used to like put it. a slice of cheese on my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Now I love uh, a good peanut butter and banana sandwich. When oh, I remember, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, my mom used to make us banana and mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh, and, that sounds gross. And I, I, re- I remember eating it when I was a kid, but then at, I don't know. Just at some point, a switch, a switch a got yeah, a switch got flipped, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was disgusting. I was like, I can I, I can't eat this. I had a cousin that used to just eat mayonnaise sandwiches, you know. <laughs> you know, late at night when I get the munchies and I don't want to eat anything that's got, you know, a lot to it, I will get out a tortilla and uh, and some Miracle Whip and some cheese and just make myself like a little quesadilla. I can see that. That's, I mean, that's a cheese sandwich. It's basically a cheese sandwich. Yeah. I can see that. We're, and we're, I'm, I'm not allowed to eat Miracle Whip. I live in Alabama. <laughs> we we have to eat it, it's, either, it's either Bama or Dukes that's all we're allowed to eat <laughs> uh, I, I find regu- occasionally regular mayonnaise is, is okay but it's a little too bland for me yeah American Whip no, has a little bit has a little bit of a a, a twang to it I guess. yeah well it's it's what you know it's what I grew up eating that was all we ever had in the house we never had real man regular mayonnaise right and so when on the rare occasion I would get I was like wow this stuff has like no flavor whatsoever <laughs> I just, and, that should just be a whole nother show we should just talk about <laughs> weird foods I'll, and, I'll, and this I'll is killing me the- though because I'm having blood work done in the morning 
So, so I, had to, <laughs> I had to stop oh, eating at eight o'clock. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. All I want to do is go out and just raid the fridge. Yeah, see, this conversation I was like, you know what? I could go to sleep, or I could make myself a cheese sandwich. <laughs> I think I'm gonna make a cheese sandwich. <laughs> well, I can't. I don't have any bread. I do have leftover pizza. I'll probably <laughs> get, a, get a tortilla. <laughs> uh, I live in Alabama. We don't have those. <laughs> we on, we only buy we only buy those Stop when we're gonna have Alabama. Them. We, that's not Alabama. That's <laughs> not tortilla. That's not that's not something that you just like keep around the kitchen. I totally do. yeah, because quesadillas like it, quesadillas are one of our kind of standard quick dinner. I mean, we uh, buy them when we plan on making like fajitas for dinner or something like that. But it's not something right. that, it's not a staple that you just keep in the kitchen. We we make quesadillas enough that it's a staple at this point for us. And I every morning I make myself a, a an egg burrito for breakfast. So. Because there's, you know, it, it they're 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 a lot less of pretty much everything than mm. bread. So yeah, I true. use them in, instead of making sandwiches. What are you gonna say, Virginia? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I I, I can't imagine not having tortillas in the house. <laughs> well, yeah, in Texas. Well, you live in oh, Texas, yeah. yeah. Um, oh did. man, I was in I was in San Antonio. I was. Uh, uh, at Lackland Air Force Base a couple of different times. The second time I was there, I, I was not in basic training anymore. And there were these two Mexican women who had this little uh, little stand just off, just outside Those the base. the best places. And they made these uh, egg and chorizo burritos that were, mm. I, oh my God, they were the most amazing thing. I've never, ever found anything to compare with it for, for breakfast. Probably with homemade tortillas too. Oh, oh yeah. my god, so good. There was a there was a place in Atlanta that I, when when John and I were working for that sales office, uh, twice a year we would have to go to Atlanta for a big meeting with all the other offices in the South and stuff. And when we were in Atlanta, we would go by this place. I think what was it called, John? Wasn't it called Taco Mac or something like that? It was just a little. It's almost like a like like one of those old photo mac uh, photo mat uh, buildings that's in the middle of a parking lot. I, I don't remember this particular experience, but there is a place called Taco Mac. Well, they, yeah, this was just a little a little building, and it had like three Mexican guys inside it. And you would just pull up to the window and say, "Give me five tacos," you know. And they were like a dollar a piece, but they were the best tacos. And uh, <laughs> and every time I go to Atlanta, I look for that place, and I can't <laughs> I can't remember where it was. <laughs> <laughs> 